2: Previously
1: on DDFP.
3: So I'm from New Orleans, right? And when you look at somebody like this up, <laughs> that, mean, that mean you don't like her.
4: Can you see me?
3: I'm doing it now.
4: You, I like brown sugar, I like butter, and I like yeah. a sweet potato, but somehow the combo don't work. See, see this thing right here? Yep. Oh! <laughs> bombed them. I don't understand. Why are you in a hotel room? Your your people live in London. Can't you crash in somebody's flat or in the, your parents' house? And these are the quarterbacks
0: you assigned
4: me. So right. I, okay, Peyton Manning, I thought spinach was perfect. I could not match that. But I went with a carrot stick. Well, who's your all-time favorite Raven? All-time favorite Raven? Yeah. No one. Yes! You got it right. It was a trick question, and you solved it, Ike. That's the correct answer. Thank you. hi and hello football fans it's your old pal dave dave damashek what's going down i hope all's well wherever you are welcome to the dave damashek football program presented by mcdonald's on an auspicious day for mcdonald's if you haven't heard breakfast all day every day i love it i also love that (laughs) studio 66 is chock full with a half of the around the nfl heroes we'll say hello to them in just a minute Quickly, let me tell you that we have Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew coming up. We're going to get into some of the trash-talking do's and don'ts. Clay Matthews, some of the people up, up on Mount Pius don't like that he compared negatively Colin Kaepernick to Russell Wilson. So we'll talk about that. We'll look back at all of week four. But of course, Monday night, let's start at the end of week four with what happened on Monday Night Football in the final minutes. And let's break it down here. With our pals from Around the NFL. First of all, the host of the Around the NFL podcast, a swell event three times a week. My favorite one, Sunday nights. Make sure you tune into that, wrapping up all the action there. It's Dan Hans' What's the Poop Fella?
5: So I thought you were saying my favorite one, I was your favorite of the Around the NFL no, podcast. No,
4: no, 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 no. Just probably true, Not I would all.
5: guess, if you had to make a choice.
4: I mean,. Uh, it's sort of no, the opposite. Offense, it's sort of the choice. opposite of Sophie's Choice. <laughs> there's really not a. There's really not. People
5: use Sophie's Choice a lot, by the way.
4: They do. It's you know, less, it's sort of like. In fact, much. I think it's time that we update as a society the reference to the '85 Bears. Everybody, all hey, just just so you know, that defense uh, ain't exactly the '85 Bears. Can't we do something with that? The Ravens of the early it's offs a were sport, dominant. Basically. The Seahawks, right? Yeah, shouldn't we do that? It seems time. Also, uh, seated to Dan Hanzoos' immediate left, it's Mark Sessler from Around the NFL as well. Make sure you read all their pages at Around the NFL. At NFL.com, all your pro football news, as always, delivered with a bit of mirth. Mark Sessler, what's the poop with you?
1: I mean, you, you know, the offer was, do you want to bring all four of the podcast guys on? And we said, let's just bring the essential half. I mean, let's be honest.
5: That's correct. And this does bring back memories of the Flames. It's where we started. Yeah, Yeah,
4: really. Black Tie Behind the Glass were remiss in not having the Flames old theme song before they spun off like Laverne and Shirley into their own thing. They started off on Happy Days. And I guess that makes us Happy Days. Not Happy Days, though, in Motor City. How about that transition? Let's take a look at the end of Monday Night Football. Everybody in the world is talking about it. So why don't we do that as well? The other thing people are talking about in sports is Stephen A. Smith threatening <laughs> a, a high-profile pro basketball player. Maybe we'll have time for that, too. Meantime, let's get into it here and uh, and look at how the game wrapped up. I'm sure you've seen it already, but let's get everybody thought, everybody's thoughts on this one. Stafford, by the way. I mean, frustrating. Golden Tate said he wishes we could see this guy for four quarters and another drive like this. But my first at first blush fellas, the first thing that occurred to me was it was fascinating that one of the stars of the NFL, Megatron, trying to make a play there. And at the goal line as he's going in, another high-profile guy who people spent all summer and into the season talking about in Camp Chancellor making the key difference. And I started the tweet, literally started the tweet, isn't this great that such a seminal play for two teams and the trajectory for both these teams is now going to be affected? And it has nothing to do with a bad call. It's just it's the greatness of an individual right. making a great defensive play. And, of course, ever since then, it's been nothing but controversy with the referees. How say you, fellas?
5: I thought, first of all, an amazing play by Chancellor. Yes. Calvin Johnson has the wherewithal to switch the ball over to his opposite hand to avoid the contact and here comes Chancellor and there's very few guys in the league that even could make that play. so that was pretty amazing and I and to your point right before this play, I tweeted out I can't figure out a way in which the lines don't blow this. I'm, uh, it's not coming to me in i turn did see what that happens.
4: Yes Pre- I mean,
1: I, you know I was on my, I was on my day off and watched five six of this game and I thought it's over. So, I switched over and watching Friday Night Lights, and I come back, and all this madness is unfurled. So, I didn't almost tweet anything, I completely missed it. But, I mean, it's just to me hammers home the point that every type of call should be reviewable at this point. We shouldn't be in these situations where it's midnight and everyone is exploding because of another official controversy.
4: It's crazy to me that Dean Blandino refers to the subjectivity of the official on the field. And so, therefore, because by definition because it's subjective you can't review that i don't understand it's that isn't well, it's that what you are doing right. when you review a play aren't you subjectively evaluating well, whether or not the call on the field is right what here's a i don't question. get that i i I, re, I mean i just plain don't understand I'm with
0: you that
5: here's, standard here's where the rule needs to be changed if there's a because we see dino blandino in that command center every week on nfl network if everyone in the command center there was like freaking out, being like, oh no, this needs to be mm-hmm. overturned, and their judge or the referee doesn't see it, it's a subjective call, there's the disconnect because that was a play that change that listen, the line season's over now. It's over. They're own four, they have no shot, and they should have had first and goal at the one. Now they're the Lions probably would have blown it anyway, let's face it. Could totally see that happening too. But for a play of that magnitude, and it keeps happening to Detroit. Calvin I, Johnson a few years Seattle ago. The though, rule book they is they out together. Been
4: one in three, I want to talk about the football right? of it, but just with the, you know, from the officiating and the, you know, that another bad call now taints all that happened there. And really, it could be a celebration of can you imagine Camp Chancellor? Making that play and and you know the frustration for the for the Lions fan that you know Calvin Johnson makes the play like you say he switches it into his left but he slows down ever so slightly to plant his foot so he can launch himself into the end zone and by doing that it allows Cam Chancellor to get the the force to knock the ball out it's crazy but the fact that like you say Hansus this is something I've said for years now what are we what kind of cockamamie approach is this finally they're out from under the hood but you know the idea that a geriatric guy would put his head up and look at a uh, <laughs> at a tube tv a 12 inch tube tv in silly. the age of hd was wild but this isn't much better when the technology exists what 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 alternate universe are we living in that the guy isn't in a command center just saying to the ref on the field, like, yeah, you missed a call there. You have time to fix it right now. That's the answer. How about
5: right in his IFB on the field? That is what I'm saying. It's in his ear and it's done.
1: We don't need... I'm not asking every ref to have completely photographic memory of the 400-page in-depth rule book They're going to make mistakes. And yes, some of it is subjective, but you nailed it. If if there is a, a group of people... And every viewer, 20 million people watching this saying this was a botched call. We know it, the league knows it. Only because of this one human down on the field didn't get it right that the whole game is a wash and suddenly Seattle's won their second game of the year. Ridiculous.
4: It's I mean, it but but yeah, I mean it's as Come simple on. as that, that in the calendar year 2015, it's as simple as people sitting. And by the way, removed from any bias that might, you know, might be generated by the crowd or the intimidating defenders in your ear. If you just have somebody coolly off in New York City or wherever they are, or, you know, I don't know, but, you know, 100 feet under the earth, you know, buried in a, in a <laughs> command center, or whatever, just saying, hey, uh, yeah, you know, fix that call real quick and do it instantaneously, that that's right. the, answer. And that, the answer. Then we don't we never, have the hand ring right. forever. And
1: it's like the, take all of this controversy and nonsense out of it. What other sport goes through this to such a degree? It's right. every. Oh, they all do. They I all. Mean, all they, that, but that's but the
4: only. That's the one thing. It, it it plagues all leagues.
1: They need to fix it because it's not 1981. I like. Right. Come on.
4: I like the idea of
5: Dino you know, Blandino you know, in the command center. <laughs> Being underneath 345 Park Avenue and uh, impervious to a nuclear strike. <laughs> <laughs> Makes
4: sense. I think we all like the idea of that that he would survive along with the cockroaches. Um, Start over with Dino. The other the other thing is though too, as I say, I lament a little bit for the Seahawks fan that you know, as I the, this oh, is the, this That's is the, bad I don't feel bad. I mean, but I, it does occur to me that. Well, I mean, listen. The, this bad call is taking away from the greatness of the individual effort of Cam Chancellor. But then I hearken back to the Seattle to, to the Clink, the NFC title game, just because it seemed like a savvy play. If you didn't know the rule, and I didn't at the time, I thought, well, nifty little play by sure. KJ Wright to shove that ball out of bounds. It's in the same vein as Morgan Burnett. That seemed like a savvy play. Morgan Burnett, you may recall, intercepts the ball with five minutes to go. Julius Peppers tells him, go down, go down. Of course, Morgan Burnett could have just run it into the end zone, game over. Packers v. Patriots in the Super Bowl. Who knows who wins that one? And instead, Morgan Burnett, you know, why didn't you just run it in? It seemed smart, but it wasn't. K.J. Wright didn't know the rule, and ignorance is not an excuse when it comes to the law. I mean, what percentage
1: of that stadium or viewership knew the rule?
4: Well, Mike Tarico, who knows
5: everything, mm-hmm. in fact, I gave him credit on Twitter last week for knowing that if you field a punt uh, and your momentum takes you into the end zone, it's not a safety if you down it. And Trey Wingo of ESPN then replied back and was saying, nobody knows the rules better than Mike Tarico in every single sport. Tarico missed this. I don't, I don't, well, did, it, did he, did we hear Tarico say anything? I don't anything? even understand I the, the, the
4: premise it. that I, I would, I'm sure somebody will explain it to me quickly, but. Why is it that you can't bat the ball in the end zone? It seems like a, it seems like a, a clever little play that I, go, I can't get to the ball, but my, my uh, teammates over there, I'm going to bat it over to him. I know it's interesting, too, that had he fumbled the ball and I saw Theo Riddick within the vicinity, mm-hmm. if Riddick had recovered that no touchdown, it goes back to the spot of the fumble because yep. of the Holy Roller from, right. you know, whenever, <laughs> 1978 or whatever.
1: That's what shook me out of my seven-year-old episode of Friday Night Lights was Dan's <laughs> text freaking out about Mike Tirico not understanding this niche <laughs> rule, and I said, right, "I got to check back in and see what's going on here." And society's melting. That's what I'm seeing. So it, it was a prairie, meltdown. You know. It was a societal meltdown. The other meltdown thing
4: last is, night. you know, the other thing, and it was a, it was a nifty drive by the Lions, although I'm sure frustrating for their fan base to watch. Just like I say, Golden Tate says, "Why can't we see this Stafford for four quarters?" Really, it, it, it is. One of those eternal laments, too, really, that, you know, why is our team able to do this now? Why aren't they doing this all game? But really, 81 is the answer, and they need to figure out a way to get him the ball more, just as the, the uh, Seahawks need to get the ball to Jimmy Graham a little bit more. But either way, it also obscures what Russell Wilson did. A couple of bad turnovers, no doubt, but really, this side of Ben Roethlisberger and Fran Tarkenton, I mean, that, that, it is a killer. I've talked to a lot of NFL defenders about guys who do – what Russell Wilson is doing to the league and continues to do to it, and we see some of his plays here. That thing when you have the QB dead to rights, we're doing everything right, and he still makes plays, is 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 just backbreaking for the defense and and uh, frustrating as all get. The guy
1: I grew up watching was Elway, who did that. Over, yeah, right. right He's over another because one because it's yes. the guy that the play is forty-five, six seconds long. Russell Wilson is doing backward figure eights and extending the play out beyond ten seconds, and ultimately. You find someone open. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the other side is their offensive line is a sieve.
5: Yeah, it's, the line is not playing great at all, and Rawls didn't have a lot of uh, room to do anything. But, yeah, that's what Clay Matthews was getting at on Sunday when he went after Colin Kaepernick in the game. You're not Russell Wilson because these guys don't come around, what, every 20 years, a guy that has this type of escapability and can make plays downfield.
4: I, the, the the other thing is, too, that we said last Thursday when we were picking this game is that don't count the Lions out. In fact, they have a good chance because when you play the kind of ball the Seahawks play, which is trying to beat everybody 17-13, to 13, so it's funny that the score just about lands on that. <laughs> I said if you're trying to beat everybody 17-13, you're a play away from losing any game, including in the playoffs. And when you get one or two plays that go against you like that, then it's going to come up uh, snake eyes for, for Russell Wilson at some point, I guess yeah. it did in the Super Bowl. But I also, you know, that I mean, the, the other aspect, and then uh, and then we're going to move on here to some other stuff. But, um, you know, it, it, it does make you think, what if the Seahawks, if that one doesn't come through? Again, good fortune on Monday Night Football for the Seahawks. They're one and three. Right. I mean, the play, it's, yes, it, it
1: essentially buries Detroit if they weren't already buried. But the freakout is the fact that Seattle, again, like with the fail Mary situation, this affects their division, which go right down to the end, and potentially home field if they go wild down the stretch, which they could do.
4: Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals had to be watching that sick, you know, the the Rams, really, with a a win in division against the Seahawks, could be looking down at the Seahawks as well right now, and now they're even up with them. Anyhow, stick around, fellas, because a little while ago I caught up with our pals Ike and MJD, for a review more of week four. And then we've got some quarter poll awards that we're going to hand out to three of us and some other stuff, maybe some Stephen A. talk as well. We'll see if we can work yep. that in. Right now, though, let's get it over to stage two where I caught up with Ike and MJD. Dave Gamacheck, yeah! Here to help us break down week four, as are always, our main guys, Ike Taylor. What's the poop? A wonderful visit out to Heinz Field, save... The actual game results last Thursday. But you, gangbusters, talking to Levy and Bell, Mike Vick, the rest. Congratulations. Well done. This show is presented by who? McDonald's. We got to make sure our likes stay on. When you're right, you're right. You know what? Well, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm going to get you a 20-piece McNuggets.
3: Uh-uh. But, but the, this, the trip was a good experience.
4: Yeah, I you did I got to great. see
3: the side that I wasn't a player.
4: Maybe we'll dig into it a little bit. I'm still a little bit sick. I'm still a little little nauseated. Speaking of which, the worst football weekend for anybody, not just this year, but, I mean, really, in in the last decade at least, Maurice Jones-Drew. His UCLA Bruins and lose That's how I get a second home. That's how you get your intro. No. That's how I get my intro. That's what he just did. The Jaguars blew did. it to Dirty Matt Hasselbeck. You <laughs> nah. should have won that we one. blew it. The Raiders <laughs> lost to the Dirty Bears. He's losing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Even your guy you guy know to bring what? it full circle. Josh Scoby, formerly of the Jags, blew it for the Steelers. I mean, that's o for he MJD. He some
3: kind of way Sunday when you were talking about yeah, He's role. always, for some reason, he we have like a tension going on. He couldn't wait till the day. That's unbelievable. He I thought we could go way back, Dave. This is
4: unscripted. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to mention your pain. I'm, I'm, we're here for you. That's all I'm saying. Look, at I, I it. handle it on my own. You don't have to do this alone, though. <laughs> no, you I'm, don't have to suffer. I,
2: I prefer to do it by
4: myself. <laughs> Ike and I are suffering ourselves from what happened against no, the no, Bomberdies. No. You, you are. I'm good. I don't know how you brush that off. Look, he's a Giants fan. Oh, so I, like, I like, forgot. Yes, of course. He's, he's like Taylor, I His ever-changing uh, affiliations now. This week, it's the New York football oh, Giants. Okay. All right. All right. So get behind Eli and company there. I'll stick with seven in company. I'll, I'll continue to roll well, right with now. He's it's, out. It's
2: two in company. All right, two in right. company.
4: All right. Hey, let's uh, let's take a look at what's coming up on today's show. We're gonna get into all the big news. Of course, you heard about Joe Philbin, Mm-mm. his departure. That's two years in a row. Want to get into that with a head coach getting on the plane, probably knowing when he gets off in the U.S. He's not gonna have a, a job in the NFL anymore. Talk about that. Some trash talking. Who looks good? Who looks bad? And Dominic and Sue, I'm looking at you right now. Though, let's take a look at uh, some fan interaction. Drop us a line. Join the conversation when you please at Damischek. What's your Twitter handle there, Ike? Ike underscore swagging you. It's hard to understand. And MJD yours. Why is you just, ask me? Because <laughs> I wanted you to tell he it. Because I can't say feeling, it. You
3: feeling some kind of way today? I told oh you,
2: come he's, on. He's right now at um, Jones underscore Drew thirty two.
4: See the Simple. underscore is what throws me. I don't. It it trips uh, it me. Was up. It, it, it was taken. It was taken before a, I got on. Bad drive. To Here's work the this fan one. photo that I wanted to share with you today, fellas. Let's take a look at that. Oh yeah. What do you guys think about this? This all uh, a bugaboo for me. Maybe I listen. Maybe I'm a curmudgeon. But I think it's weird that grownups go to the store the day before a football game and they get a piece of cardboard and then they paint it. Did that and your they, face? They cut. No, is that my face? Oh, he won the curse. Yeah, he did. He did. That's D. Snyder of. Oh, okay. uh, I don't that? even remember what, what, who was D. Snyder, the front he man for to curse me out. Twisted Twisted I'm not, Sister. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm ass. I knew that. Yeah. I knew get him. That's clever. Thank you, Craig Porter, for upping the game there. But generally speaking, the grown-up who makes a defense and then carries it into the stadium—that's a true it. fan. Come on, that's They're, a true that's fan. That's a true fan. You only have so much time on on the big blue marble. Don't waste precious wants. minutes doing that. Shit, making a defense. If it helps your team win, why not? All right, let's get to very important stuff here. You know what? Now I'm feeling a little something from you guys, and it doesn't feel so good. good. Let's get to very important stuff. Like I say, Joe Philbin got off the plane. Sure enough, in spite of in London, he says Stephen Ross told him, "Don't worry about your job. Back in the U.S., you don't have a job anymore." And uh, so first of all, let's start there. I know we've talked about it a fair amount here in the 21st century. Football fans watch the movies. We see Rudy. We see Vince Lombardi. And we assume that in the pregame in the locker room, the guy's giving a fiery speech. Bill (laughs) Belichick clearly never did that. And that hasn't hurt the Patriots. And yet it strikes me that Joe Philbin is so uninspiring. I'm not taking shots at the guy on the day. You just did. Well, I guess just I think you know, the week that he loses mm-hmm. his gig. Okay. But really, I mean, he's pretty uninspiring. Is that hard to play for, I right, Taylor? I start with you.
3: He's the head man. He's the boss. So regardless on his personality, right. you still have to answer to that guy. So I guess everybody wants to go on, you take takes on your coach personality when you want to talk about a team. That's not the statement for everybody. Because like you said, look at Coach Belichick. Yeah. He's probably one of the most laid-back coaches um, on the field and probably off the field, but they know he's the boss. So do one slight thing wrong, and you're probably not going to be there.
4: Yeah, but Joe Philbin, though, like I say, I mean, you talk about the play of the team taking on the identity of the coach. It really looks like that's what happened with the Dolphins. Just uninspired, MJD.
2: No, you, you know what? I think Todd Bowles has a dry personality as well. When you see him in his press conference or his speech after they beat the Colts at home, it was like, good win. <laughs> that's Wear true. sweats on the plane. At the end of the day, it's all about winning. D- dry, enthusiastic, whatever it is. As long as you win, it works.
4: Was there a coach that you can't play for? A certain style, a personality that's no good?
2: I, I, I was uh, verbally abused in, in, in college, so I could play for anybody.
4: By who? Eric Biennemi. Oh, Bienemy, your position yeah, coach.
2: My position coach, yeah. Yeah. It, it was like How it was, so?
4: Be enemy. He was a, he was no. Good, well, he was a good player, but I remember him at Colorado. Oh, wow, he was unbelievable. He's great. One of the best coaches I've ever had. He was you before you. Right. Kind of struck the same figure I, as you. Well, that when he recruited me, I, I saw a little bit of myself. He was
2: bigger, <laughs> obviously, when he recruited me. He's actually really big now, that's why I'm trying to lose weight because I don't want to look like him. But um, he. Yeah. The funny thing about it was that like the highest rank that you got. Was him the call? Like so, I was twenty-one. He'd be like, hey, 2 one that, that, like that. He'd never called me Maurice. So that's like a king, right? That's like that's like the highest you get. But like you know, my name was Marisha a couple times.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's I, the Brady. A,
2: oh, oh, that was the worst. I mean, the language was un, unbearable. I mean, I just I was just
4: hardened by this by his words. Ike, what was it like playing with? Uh, you had Coach Cower. I assume he yelled a lot, right?
3: Oh, he yelled. It, it wasn't really the yelling; it was the spitting. Oh, like <laughs> Coach that gets me. All right. Is that a hey. real
4: issue? People love to make jokes about how much he spit, but as a player, he would and get too close. It doesn't mean
3: to. He's just that fired up and passionate about the game. And It's coaching like, Coach, I shouldn't be wearing ski goggles when you're talking to me. You know, he's probably one of the reasons why I put that shield on my helmet.
2: Well, you know what? It looks like he has, like, something that smells really bad in his mustache. And then just let it go. It just, it just, Because he's always like this. Yeah, I don't don't even
3: get that close to me. I don't even want to smell your stash. Yeah, I don't even know what that smells like.
4: Last week, we <laughs> sat out here in this very space, and you guys both said $100 million for Ndamukong Sue, He's got to be more than just a player. He's not even performing, really, between the lines. But off the field, you said he has to sort of steer that locker room. It doesn't seem like he's doing that. And, in fact, it seems like... He went out of his way to make it clear, I am not behind Joe Philbin. Did you see that, I No, I didn't.
3: But, man, that's just letting you know how much the players have control right. over organizations and, and, and pretty much what's going on in the locker room. I mean, you, he's the head coach for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you would the $100 million D-tackle uh, should he have gotten? I think so. Like, honestly, I really do think... He shouldn't have got
2: it, but he's he's not he's not showing me anything, man. It's like he doesn't care anymore. I don't. I'm a little confused by the Dolphins, right? Because you have the whole bully scandal thing going on, and then you get rid of uh, in, R- Richie Incognito for bullying, and then you like punish these other guys, and then you get you bring in one of the, the most notorious, nastiest, old school players ever. Right? Does that does that make sense? I mean, yeah. Sue's been fined like what two, three. Well, it's like $1? I always say.
4: You know, people. Th- this generation, the 21st century, people say, "Indominus Sue, he's a bad guy because he's doing those things." Go yeah. back and look at Mean Joe Green oh, and Jack goodness. Tatum and Deacon Jones and Jack Lambert. Did that hurt any of their Hall of Fame credentials? Playing the way they See, played. See, we it's always talk about
3: that. You need you need them kind of guys mm-hmm. on but, your team. But
2: you get rid of those guys. You already had those guys there. And then you get rid of him, then you bring another one, and like it doesn't it
4: doesn't make it sense? No what are you sense.
3: trying to do? Right? You confusing me.
4: Well, you know, whatever you know, in Sue, it seems like was sold a bad bill of goods. Maybe oh. made, there were some promises made to him that aren't really coming true or weren't coming true. Under Philbin, not, either way, this is the second year in a row that a head coach, like I say, got fired coming back. You were with Dennis Allen in the Raiders last year. What was that like?
2: Uh, I, you know what? I didn't even know.
4: You had no idea had he was no, on the hot seat. I had no
2: idea he was on the hot seat when I got there. No one like what after he got fired. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is me. he was supposed to get fired last year." I was like, well, No one said anything about that. <laughs> no one said it like you give us four games and then you just get rid of the guy. I, I guess week four going to London. I, I don't want to be a team because it seems like every week or every year they put in a team that's on the hot seat right then. Um, on that plane ride, it was crazy. Like you could taste the tension. You could feel it. It was unbelievable. And, and so when do, got people back.
4: talk to Dennis Allen or do they just let him have the row to himself? No, Let's no, just no. let Coach lay out there. <laughs> no, nah, everybody give was him, Give him a, give him a, a nice la- final few hours as an uh, Oakland Raider. You
2: know, I think people were talking, but it's just like he was the first one off the plane, got his bags, was the first one in his car, uh, took the first bus to the facility, gone. And then the next day we show up and he's fired. Got a text message. This, this is
3: crazy. So I don't know how y'all going to look at this. The owner says he's not. Did the owner say that though? Yeah, did he? Did he that's say that's what Coach Philbin Phil?
4: said? Stephen Ross told him right after the game. That's the report. And I don't think
3: he would lie. We're at the same time, that's not a lie coming from the owner because he wasn't back in the states. Hey, we had a different conversation over there on some different kind of soil. No, we're back (laughs) on American
4: soil. You're fired. That's right. Yeah, it holds no water internationally. Once you cross the water and land back in the U.S., that's the only thing that counts. Speaking of coaches on the hot seat, Chip Kelly, I mean, is it, you know, year three, he constructed this team exactly. I mean, he won 10 games in his first season with somebody else's pieces now this is closer to his vision of what he wanted, obviously. He's gone out of his way to kick some guys to the curb and bring in what he wants. Isn't this a real referendum? Maybe not even on his X and O ability, but on a player personnel guy, MJD. Well, we we said this early in the
2: year. Ike. I mean, you have to win more than 10 games when you do all the changes and things he's done. It doesn't look like they're going to win more than five.
3: At all. So you 10 and 6 me, 10 and 6 me, uh... I don't know if it's your ego or we try to just outsmart ourselves overall in general. So you get rid of all your top guys. I'm talking about your Jacksons, your Macklins, mm-hmm. your Shady's. Not top on yeah, that Memphis. team. We're talking about top in the NFL. And you let you let them guys go and right now we're not looking Vic? Any ch- I
4: mean, I don't think they're going to bench Bradford. He looked uh, okay in the second he, he, half on right, Sunday, so I don't think it's it's that. But you know, the the best thing he has going for him is that he's in what appears to be a bum division. Your your Giants. True. What, I, what I
3: can say so far, the positive side, his second half adjustments are pretty darn good. You love those. Yes. They, he they can adjust. They figure out a way to get he, that he, post he, open. He
4: can adjust good. Speaking of adjusting, it seems to me Bill O'Brien, I can't recall the last NFL head coach that did this, flip-flopping with quarterbacks. One week it's Hoyer, the next it's Ryan Mallett. What's Bill O'Brien doing here? Do you like this kind of a strategy, or is that messed up? You must have lived through that in Jacksonville a little bit,
2: MJ. All right, Dave. (laughs) Let that be the last time. Let that be the last time. Look at the look
4: too. Right, Ike. That's stuff, right? Ike, will you save me if he, if he jumps saying, up, just let that be the last time. You just take Why a jab won't at me. Why will you save me, Ike? He's a pro football player. My he I can have, hurt I, me.
2: I, you know, I think. Close. I think Bill O'Brien, from what I heard, he's starting Mallet on Thursday. Yes. I mean, but you had to get the kid out of there. You had to get him out. You're down forty-two, nothing. Get the kid out.
4: Yeah, but then what does the locker room think that nothing. Hoyer comes in and puts twenty-one up there? It was now against isn't the backups. The locker room
3: they get put nah. back. It was against the backups. Nah. It, it, didn't, and, it didn't mean it. And, and that's what I like. He's sticking to his guns. I'm gonna get my quarterback out. There's nothing really he can do. I mean, he, he, he's having a, a rough game uh-huh. right now, man. Let me make sure he gets out healthy. Because the longer I keep him in there, I'm gonna wind up just having one quarterback. The biggest question though
2: is where's JJ Watt? Where is that's he? the biggest question. You know what?
4: There's it's, some big-name media people now saying that it is a bad investment to give $100 million to a defensive lineman. It corrupts the overall makeup of your roster. I mean, is there any merit to that? Sue, there's Gerald McCoy in Tampa Bay making a ton of coin, and, you know, you can't really invest that money elsewhere as a result of that. And it, even J.J. Watt, I think that's a little bit of an if, overreaction. If they're
2: worth actually. the $100 million, I get it. Right. J.J. Watt's worth it. But, like, Ryan Tannehill...
3: No, like are you kidding me? Sue I, I would give Sue 100. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't give, give Sue a 100. 100. I give Sue 100.
4: Where is it? When, by the way, when is this explosion coming already from JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney? These two should be dominant, right?
2: Well, I think I think I mean check what time is it. I'm
4: still waiting on that. Yet? This. You still no. Yeah, Thursday does on. it say Thursday night against uh, Andrew Luck? Hopefully.
2: It, it, it looks hopefully like they're doing gonna, it. I, in I think that's the game they're going to kind of come to, but Clowney's banged up. Man. He's still coming off that knee surgery. He's still fighting that. Mm-hmm. I think once he's completely healthy, which will probably be next year, you'll see more of an impact. But throughout this year, he's still working to get back.
4: All right, let's move on to some trash-talking Uh-oh. news. And I love that there's nothing I like hearing better than Ike and MJD share their trash-talking stories. I dare say... That from the stories you've shared with me, I I can't imagine you two must have been co MVPs of trash talking in the NFL. The MVP. Who was who 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 were your peers in that? Steve Smith. We've oh. talked about him. La-
2: Larry Foote? Larry Foot. Yeah, Larry Foot talks a lot to me. La- and him had to, I had to tell him to tone his to, to watch his mouth a couple times. Larry Foot. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't, don't, you're going to you're, 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 your you're, you're, you're right there on the cusp of me La- tearing a Between him and I, it was like.
3: Night and day. Because then him and I get to talk to each other, get to cursing out, and we'll just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then somebody from the other team would be like, oh, we got him, They Then we'll just shoot directly toward that person. So it was like, <laughs> dang, they were
4: just cursing each other out. Why he just unleashed on us like that? What about on Sunday in San Francisco, or Santa Clara more accurately, a guy, QB, another one who's making way too much money for the way he's playing. $100 million. Playing. Colin Kaepernick and Clay Matthews, who is making plays for the Green Bay Packers, saw fit to tell him you're no Russell Wilson. What do you think about that? Is well, that that's not. a fair They're, dig? Is yeah, that the yeah. sort of shot you would take, Ike? Um, yeah. Rate that one. Uh, rate, rate that level of trash. That topic. was like a three. Oh, you know what? We can watch it, as a matter of fact. yeah, that was Black like tie it. is in my ear telling me that we have it. Let's, Let's take so a running. look at it.
0: They haven't gotten any real production out of it. He keeps it on the read option and slides down with a loss. A loss of one.
2: Uh, you ain't Russell Wilson, bro. <laughs> and I would have told him, I'm not. I'm Colin Kaepernick.
3: Yeah, that, that, that would have been my comeback. But from a one to a ten, I'm going to give that like a three. I just I just saw it like this huh? I'm going to give it a two-and-a-half. That really was Really? Worked. Yeah, that was wasn't. Weak. I mean, they're making Oh, I, I rated much higher. No, that was weak. That, that would ruin me.
4: If somebody, you know, somebody evaluated me by comparing me to right. somebody who was way better than me and I had no respo- that, that, and MJD, that response, that MJD, your response wouldn't have worked. You're right. I'm not Russell Wilson. I'm Colin Kaepernick. In other words, I'm not nearly as good as the guy you're no, comparing me to. I would just been like,
2: it's like there's only could be one Russell Wilson, yeah. I mean, regardless of if he's good or not. See me, on the other hand, I'd have been like, look, listen here, bro. Get Gabbard in this game. Because you're you're not helping us get better right now. You, Please put Gabbard in the game so I can get work. But for Kaepernick's defense, you couldn't talk to me like that. And I just got paid. Well, and, and that I think that's the difference with the league. When we were playing each other, like I said, Larry Foote got real disrespectful with me. And I told him, I was like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen here, man. Like, what did he real? say to
4: you that was so disrespectful? It was, it
2: was in 2000. He said something that, at the point, just like, kind of got under my skin a little bit. And I was like, listen, you're you're get, you're, going, you're right there. You say another thing that just like that, I'm about to tear a patch. <laughs> <laughs> and this was what it was. Like Courtland Finnegan, he was the same way, but he was more of a gnat. A like he was always around, like pulling on you late, or the thing that I hate more than anything when you're on the ground, they got your legs, they throw your legs, <laughs> like throw one leg this way. you would like, <laughs> I just, All right, that's one.
4: Ike, did you ever throw a leg? No, I ain't, ain't, ain't
3: throwing no legs. Mine was more verbal abuse.
4: Well, speaking of which, you know, we saw the Ravens and Steelers get together. I'm still sick about it. Didn't, didn't Todd Haley see the Super Bowl? Didn't he hear in the aftermath what happened there with Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball? We'll get to that in a second. I'm, I'm just sick about it. Ike, though, the Ravens and Steelers, you like the trash talk. Take a look at this, you know, from a uh-huh. game gone by oh. in Heinz Field. Holy moly. Look, I tweeted at Tory Smith. I said, hey, what did Ike say to you here, Tory?" Oh. He responded. Watch Ike here. He's, he bends up. Look at Ike. 24 mm-hmm. says something to him there.
3: Ooh. Hey, you are rough. <laughs> it's, it's a whole lot. I'm saying a whole lot. Yeah. It's beep, 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 beep.
2: Beep, beep beep. beep. And there no As or Us. Another or line. Then nah, Tori, no
4: Tori uh, Did he answer you on the field that day? Ain't nobody gonna answer me. No, he answered me on Twitter. Here's what he wrote What'd he back. What he say? He said. Uh,
2: yeah, watch out what you say. Yeah, you got to.
4: Three plays later, it was silent, referring to Heinz Field because he caught the game-winning touchdown pass. Uh-huh. Who caught that, that made me feel was sad it on when you? he said that.
3: No, I wasn't. oh, then we good then. Well, we all know we good. Hey, hey Tori,
4: <laughs> watch out. Holla at you, hey, boys. Hey, don't let Shaq get you in trouble. Shaq's now, not getting him in trouble. I love Tory Smith. He's, I, but, that's but the thing. Don't, but don't do that, though. <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's, it's, you see, he don't, you don't have to. If it, if it all goes down and we have to get these cleats back on, you ain't going to be out there to help him.
4: You don't think I would have your back, MJD?
2: No, we're talking about Tory Smith.
4: All, all right, because right, I, I got Ike's back. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna put the cleats on to play safety. <laughs> so it's me and Torrey Smith
4: versus MJD and Ike. I don't like where this is where this is headed at all. No, it's, you, it's...
2: you really don't know where it's headed.
4: All right, see who is together. You know the 53 men. It seems like you know no one outside this locker room believes in us. But I always have had a sneaking suspicion that that goes only really to 51 guys, and the kicker and punter are sort of left out of that conversation. The kickers were really bad, historically bad in Week Four. It leads me to ask you this, Ike. Is the place kicker a football player? Yeah. I he mean, does count. Points. I mean, consistently,
3: he's one of them guys who put no points. Other than what? The running back, the quarterback, or the receiver. Consistently, your kicker is putting no points. So tell me.
4: You treat him not. the same in the locker
3: room? Man, swish sweet. Swish sweet. Swish <laughs> him. Man, he, he's one of us. He can hang with us all is day. Is that right?
2: Hey,
4: yeah. MJD, like, how say you?
2: Definitely. I mean, Scobie, uh, obviously, he didn't do well for you all. Not but, at all. No, he but didn't. But when I was there, not he no. was he was clutch. And so, Scobie worked out with us, ran with us, played golf. And what, we all hung out. Do. I mean, he's he's literally part of the team. And then now, and we always talk about how the kicker's not important. Two. Uh, ask the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. They wouldn't have scored a point if they didn't have a
4: kicker. Right. Seven
2: field goals in a game? Seven field how goals. Many, how many games... Look at the, the uh, Saints. Their kicker sent him in the OT because he missed it.
4: I'm surprised to hear you guys say that, actually, because it's what? such oh. a weird. It's just a, a specific requirement that has nothing to do with playing football, lining up with uh, against oh. another guy. It's and Swisher, didn't
3: hit you, yeah. Swisher was probably one of our hardest hitters. No lie. Hmm. Like that's how much we respected Sean Sweezer. We called him Swisher. That's how much we respect him. He was probably mm.
4: one of our hardest hitters. Look at, I look, feel I, like they I, should... look at the TV. I, Oh! Yep.
2: See, now yep. that's
4: that's the producer black tie tormenting you, MJD. I the, have nothing not, to not do with that twice. One. Yep. He, that it, one, it, I it, thought, it thought was that one should have went though. in. They, they turned, they oh. opened up the thing at the last minute. Can you up the imagine roof. being so bad oh. that you lose the starting job to, to that guy? Oh, wait, that's what Josh Goby did. Oh. We, got, we got the was loser Jacksonville, the Jacksonville kicking competition. Sure, sure,
2: sure. come <laughs> on, for real.
4: That's not a shot at you. That's a shot at the Steelers, oh.
2: MJD. I don't know, man. You're taking a shot at Scoby. That's my guy. And they're still paying him, though. That's my kid's favorite football Yeah, player. look
4: how that worked out for you. You got a six-round pick, and you could re-sign Josh Scoby if you the want to. Pride steps in the way with that one, but I would re-sign him because he'd ball. To me, everybody's bellyaching about how the kicking is so bad right now. I think it should be even harder. The game wasn't designed for guys to be able to run out and make 58-yard field goals with relative ease. You know, Paul Hornig, back in the '60s was the kicker for the Green Bay Packers. Pat Summerall was the New York Giants' kicker back in the 1958 championship game. Who was in the other first words, guy, you said what position did he play? Paul Hornig, the uh, the Golden Boy, the fair-haired Notre Dame guy, won the Heisman Trophy for it,
2: what did he play. What position?
4: He was number five, the halfback, do it all. He came. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't even know who that guy is. Say I love my pro football history, but yeah, the you, point you went
3: is to the '60s. You're telling us your
4: age. I wasn't around in the 60s. I just know who he is. Now, listen, here's what my point is. Yeah. You used to have position you players like do the kicking. That See, yeah, Ike Taylor could be the kicker. Thank I say guys. don't have the specialist anymore. I say minimum standard is you have to play five plays from the line of scrimmage in order to be eligible to kick the ball. Them guys that still would make a, it more they, fun. They're
3: still on special teams, Shaq. They still got to go down and at least try to attempt to make a tackle. They're, they're too important. I mean, come on.
2: They're too important. Very important. How many Super Bowls go down to the wire when the kicker has to... I mean, think about it. Vinatieri literally is going to go to the Hall of Fame no question. because he could kick the ball.
4: Yeah, that's absolutely right that he'll get into the Hall of Fame. No question. Who isn't playing well, although he had a run or two. But he's aching, sort of like Dominican Sue. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not in either locker room and neither are you guys, but to the best of your ability. Is DeMarco Murray... Did he go to Philadelphia because Chip Kelly or someone else there told him something's going to happen that isn't happening? What's DeMarco Murray coming <clears throat> up with this stuff about that, you know, I thought it was going to be one way and it's not that? What goes on here, Ike?
3: He knew what he was getting himself into. Mm-hmm.
4: Like, what he,
2: what, Ike, what'd he do? Mm-hmm. What'd DeMarco Murray do? Sign a, Sign a check. Chase that money, man. <clears throat> actually,
4: actually, let's take a listen to DeMarco Murray. Let's not put words in his mouth and then we can react to Okay. It.
2: Do I think I'm touching them? Uh, I think, yes. Do I think I'm? No, I'm not. I don't think I am. But, you know, it's, it's how it, it's the plays are being called. And, you know, I am I love this offense. I love playing with these guys. And um, it's, it's just how it is. So, I mean, I... If... Did, he, did he, like... What, how did
3: he... He, he... he asked himself... Well, they asked him a question. So, he asked himself a question and answered it. He asked himself another question,
4: the same question and answer it again. Self-interviews never go well. But, did I think one thing was going to happen? Sure. Did no, not- but really, <laughs> right. he, he
3: wants to say something, and he's really not saying it. You can tell he really wants to say what's on his mind. But, Let the truth out. Yeah, but at the same time, like, put the man, put him where? In the eye. Put not him in the, the eye formation. Put him in the dot. You paid this guy because what he did in, uh, whatchamacallit? Dallas. In, in Dallas. Put the man in the dot. Me and MJG said the same thing with AP. You did say that. We but,
4: said, but so whose side are you on in this? Is Chip right or is DeMarco right? Is DeMarco right to bellyache like that? Is yeah, that, I think so. Is that the way to get it done? Can you bellyache um, to a coach and say, what are you doing, man? I, I need more touches. Uh, I, Does that work? I've done it before. And? Um, it's happened
2: twice. <laughs> um, first time we uh, went to the we – I, I forgot we were throwing the ball of the yard for no reason. And I went out on a radio station. Was like, we need to run the ball more. Then me and Fred, I think, touched and ran the ball like 50 times that game. We ended up winning. I got banged up though. Um, and then the second <laughs> time we go to Seattle, we lose 41. So you got <laughs> punished,
4: in uh, other words. Yeah. They, oh, I mean, you want the ball more, MJD? All right.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they just ran me right up the middle every time. It, it was, it was personal. <laughs> it's okay though. I'm, I'm all for it. And then the second time we go to Seattle, we lose 41 nothing. And then I'm like, look, come on, 10 carries, like, let, let's, like, I feel like I was the highest paid decoy at the time. And uh, <laughs> which you shouldn't say those things. We always talk about keeping things in house, but sometimes you have to air it out because you could talk face to face with some coaches, and they'll just shun you off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. But when you say it in the media, oh, they hear it.
4: MJD, speaking of being a decoy, I, I got to talk about last Thursday night. I'm okay. sick about it. The Ravens should be 0 and 4; their season should essentially be over. The Steelers should be 3 and 1, on their way to the playoffs. Instead, 2 and 2. Because of Todd Haley, who apparently, again, didn't watch Super Bowl 49. You know, football America went crazy that Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball there. And it makes sense. Why did Todd Haley, in third, uh, in third down situations and in fourth down situations, in overtime, all right, we're looking at the back end of the fourth quarter, but as this game got late in the fourth quarter and into overtime, the Steelers were having their way. Here's the fourth down play. Oh. Empty backfield? You don't even have 26 back there at minimum as a decoy. Then See, that's the fourth <laughs> down play. Or I'm sorry, that's the, the second, third down play. Then they throw it to AB here and Vic sails the ball there. That was a good and design. Though, I, though, I listen, I don't put any of this on Vic. Just like Josh Scobie, the neither one of those guys was on an NFL roster four weeks ago or, or was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other hand, all-world running back Levy and Bell, who, like I say, late in the fourth quarter and into overtime, was just killing that Ravens play after play after play to the left side. Ike, make some sense of this for me if you can. Why didn't they just ride on third and two? You don't just hand the ball to Bell twice and get the first down? What's so hard about that? So
3: just on them two instances with Coach Haley, is what me and MJD and you sometimes been talking about with Coach Chip Kelly. Like, if you have a good running back in DeMarco, but at the same time you want your quarterback to be in the shotgun, put him in the pistol. Mm. So, at least at least on them two cases, give yourself or your team or give your ego an option. So, what's the option? Man, Le'Veon is going to be my first option if that's open. And if if that's not my option, I still have another running back in Mike Vick. Vick is going to be my other option. Right. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So
2: sometimes I just feel like they get too smart for their own good. Do the read option. Do some. Use your weapons. Pittsburgh is talented. One of the most talented offensive rosters I've seen in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Use all of them. I mean, I get it. You want to kind of run Vic? But why not have a rollout where he could throw it, have
4: a run pass option? It you it, Todd Haley did what the Ravens couldn't do late in the game, make that offense one-dimensional and put it all on two, who again, five days prior, was standing on the sidelines holding a clipboard. Suddenly the whole game comes down to whether or not he can make the two yards instead of giving it to 26. It's crazy. It makes me you know what? Let's I gotta move on. Dave damn a shit. <laughs> Football baby week four, and 3-0. Now 9-2 and in 2015, he laid off the Lions and uh, and Seahawks <laughs> game, and wisely so. Who knows who really deserves to win that one? I like that he abstained from that one. I like so- the
5: idea of uh, football baby becoming football teen and him just resenting the hell out of you because you keep making him do it and all his friends are making fun of
1: him. It's a gift, though. He's got a. He's got to embrace the gift. Can him. I
4: say something? It is really, and people, you know, everybody who is online has to be snarky and cynical and everything else, but legitimately, <laughs> let's see if we can see the, the forest for the trees here. That baby, and I am not rigging it. I rigged in 2014, I rigged a couple of Steelers picks, but I wear that on my sleeve that I'm not going to allow him to pick against the Steelers. I, but he did pick the Patriots this year, and I allowed it, and he was right about that one. Outside of a couple of rigged ones where I made him pick the Steelers. Against the Colts, by the way, in 2014, which wasn't a gimme pick, he is 40 and 14. I I think it's like, ah, it's so funny that you have a baby doing that. He's 40 and 14. It would be cute if he were 10 and 45 or whatever. It'd be like, ah, it's a baby doing it, so who cares what the results are. He's 40 and 14.
5: What gives? And, like, seriously, if you were really to look at it, would, would you want him to actually have something going on up there where he knew what was going on? No, or would it freak you out? I, I That'd be weird, right?
1: Listen, you got to roll with it. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get when you have a child. He's got something very special. I know. He's you
4: clean. Know. He's pure. He has nothing to do He's not affected by what we think, by, the, by, what, by what we talk about. K.J. Wright, bad instincts. Football baby. Keen instincts. Fair. All right, hey, we're at the quarter poll here and uh and so it's time now for our quarter poll awards we're not we're not going to do a million of them but let's do four core little areas here to celebrate the individuals here real quick do you stand by your super bowl picks though do you want a mulligan a month in mine was uh by the way seahawks chiefs i don't think that one's going to work out so well i think i
1: just went with Patriots-Packers, that's, which I think, I, I, think I, well. I ripped everyone for doing that for like the last seven years in a row, and finally I just did it. I think that's I also picked the
4: Lions right. to win their division. I picked the Texans to win their division.
5: Mm. Oh, Brian Mallett, by the way, are you ready to <laughs> step back on that one?
4: No, because Brian Hoyer is the alternative. <laughs> okay. and every time Bill O'Brien thinks to himself, maybe I should put Brian Hoyer, I mean, maybe I should take Ryan Mallett out. He looks and sees Brian Hoyer standing next to him and realizes I have <laughs> really nowhere to Not try. an argument for Mallett, but... Two years, by the go. way,
5: Dave. You were pumping up the Ryan, you were on that hype train.
4: I, I mean, you know, you snobs from around the NFL who don't watch college football cannot, ah. I mean, you guys want to eviscerate me as though I'm just some loon, you know, throwing <laughs> junk out. I watched him play in the SEC. He was really good. He has a live arm. What I mean, that's the evidence. This is- I didn't say he's guaranteed to be great. Right. I said he has a high pedigree and... He studied with Tom Brady, not unlike Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre. I thought that there were some reasons to think that he might be good. I don't know. We're and by the unlike- way, we don't know that he's done for. Well, hey, you know what's a good answer? Getting to play at home against the bum Indianapolis Colts oh, Thursday on Thursday night. Well, this is not a now reclamation. It'll be, it'll be that a defense.
5: By the now way, this is be. all just revenge for you banging me about making Bernard Pierce the 13th best running back in the league a couple of years ago.
4: Which was a bad pick. That's on our website. Guess what? You can not ring that bell? Revenge. All right. Now <laughs> let's get into it. It's time for the quarter Pole Awards. No, oh, I don't know. I thought there might be music or something. I guess not. <laughs> so the first category is the best young guys. And the nominees are, oh, here's some music. It's terrible. That's jaunty. Devontae Freeman, a late arrival for those. Oh, there's Amari Cooper, an early arrival. Earlier than some experts, as good as he's supposed to be, are surprised at how good he's been early. Odell Beckham, Black Tie's favorite, even more than Russell Wilson. Number 13. And Josh Norman, I don't know how he snuck in here. Emma VP behind the glass told me just before we've decided to put Josh Norman in here, I said he's 27 years old, but I do get the explanation. Yeah, exactly. It's
5: like, how long has he been around?
4: Well, but I think to so the most of football America, people only discovered him at some point in 2014, and then there are some who just discovered him in the last couple of weeks here. Black tie behind the glass, real quick. Didn't you say there's an interesting story about the Josh Freeman interception of Jameis Winston?
3: Josh Norman, Josh Freeman was the old Bucks quarterback, but yes, Josh Norman's – Oh, Josh
4: Norman, I'm he sorry. He called Josh. the league
3: prior to the game and tried to clear his uh, celebration because I guess he knew that he was going to score a touchdown. And um, he calls and they clear his celebration. He does the celebration after his pick six of Jameis Winston, and then still gets fined.
4: He rides the ball as though it's a bucking bronco, and he, you know, he does like a cowboy move. Over the ball. And he got fined even though he checked in with the league in advance. The
3: crazy part being that he checked in in
5: advance. Saying, hey, I'm going to score a pick six, so let me just make sure. This
4: What's not to like? That's the very hard. Different
5: bosses making different decisions.
4: You but- can allow 24 if you want to go with 24. I'm going to let you go, Josh Norman, if you want, given his uh, advanced age. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, though, Hansus. Who you got here?
5: Well, can't be Odell Beckham because he's not having a great year. No, indeed. After everything we saw last year, uh, we talked about this guy might be on pace to be the greatest ever. He hasn't been the greatest ever. So let's go with Amari Cooper, who has done something that we haven't seen in years. He's made the Raiders a little bit interesting on offense because he's the real deal. He's made an instant ap- uh, impact. Derek Carr, a guy amongst uh, our parts of the Around the NFL podcast, there were doubts about Carr, but he's, uh, Cooper has helped make Carr a much better quarterback. Cooper's my pick.
4: By the Don't way, I'm point to me
1: about
4: Derek Carr. I'm a QB <laughs> whisperer, and I told you Derek Carr was going to be good. I Maybe so fine. So swing and miss on Ryan Mallett, although TBD in my book on that one. I told you. <laughs> that's right. There's I always the Canadian Football League. To be dead. I also said Derek Carr and Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles had a, his best game as a pro, I, I dare say, in Indianapolis. We're getting beat
5: by the Colts and Matt Hasselbeck, yeah.
4: Well, listen. That's the kicker's. Fault, <laughs> Thirteen points. Isn't, it? isn't that the kicker's fault uh, that that happened there? Either way, yeah, Amari Cooper. I mean, if for a teams say, yeah, the flow of the game, and uh, that's why we can't get the ball to Calvin Johnson more. Jimmy Graham. Look at what the Raiders are doing. It's very simple. They just target him endlessly. Amari Cooper. Anyhow, yeah. Mark Sessler. I'm going to
1: go with Josh Norman. I'll tell you why because I got into it with this guy on Twitter, uh, not intentionally. Mm. But it really, the whole rest of the season is just trying to, you know, a reclamation project, trying to get back in his good graces. So even though he's you know closer to 30 than 20, I'm going just— is, He's won two games
5: for that team. I know, team. but this is like when Ichiro won Rookie of the Year in 2001 with the Mariners. It just little it little should have be in this category. It is a little
4: unfair. Well, but unlike Stephen A., Mark, whatever your middle name is, I, I'm going to start calling you that. What Antonio. Edward is my middle name. Oh. Marcus E <laughs> wants That's to make ridiculous. peace with uh, pro football peace. players. He doesn't want strike. It's
1: not about being right. I just have to make peace with this player. I'm getting a lot of heat, and I'm tired of it.
4: <laughs> I hear you. I think. Well, I'll tell you that uh, the correct answer in in Damushek's book. By the way, I did before I give you the answer. Odell Beckham. I asked a bunch of pro football players this recently, and was stunned when I said the, a group of five football players. Do you think Odell Beckham goes down as the best wide receiver ever? They all laughed. Oh, no, of course not. Is he going 10 years from now? Will he be considered the best wide receiver in the NFL? They all, I mean, uh, across the board, no, he will not be. And I said, really? Are you just saying that to, to rebuke the, you know, the, all the PR hype and everything? They said no. And they started to reel off practical names that are better than Odell Beckham. So I guess slow your role is the players, answer. Yeah. Just because he one-handed, uh, one-hand caught a football uh, about uh, 10 months ago doesn't make him the greatest of all time.
5: Many players don't have a lot of interesting things to say, but I will say that they are sometimes better with perspective than media folk like us and yeah he played 12 games so I mean the media was in a little bit of a rush to make him Jerry Rice let's be fair
4: the correct answer is of course the winner the best young player at the quarter poll of 2015 is Devante free uh, Devonte Freeman <laughs> that was imagine if somebody that was your did Travolta that moment I know way. imagine if it was a best picture award and somebody did that like wait what what is it By the way, shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see his move uh, at the Emmys a couple weeks ago? Walking out and saying with the card for a big-time award. I forget which one it was saying, uh, I could really say any name I want here. There's nobody who's ever going to look at this card and disprove me. I can choose who I want. What's going to happen? Is the accounting firm going to run out and tackle me? I don't think yeah. so. They're going to let me. Some accountant stand.
1: from Water. I could have customers. just
4: changed the answer there, but no. I go Devontae Freeman. Again, if you watched Hard Knocks a year ago, you thought, man, give this kid a shot. You know, he's a, he, he looks good. And in fact, Tevin Coleman was the draft pick there, so you thought at best a running back by committee situation. But he has exploded, and I don't think they look back, right? I mean, well, they've got, they got to it, keep on going with this Yeah, guy. and the
1: best thing that happened to Freeman was Kyle Shanahan because everywhere he goes, running backs run for well over 1,000 yards. And with Coleman sidelined for a bit, he's completely taken the and role. the
5: Browns had Kyle Shanahan for such well, And a
4: now day they day. can't run the ball. So there you see me. I think Shanahan's a head coach next season. I know, and they're built to run the football. Maybe he could be the Cleveland Browns I thought about it. Year. I don't think so. I do like uh, that Panthers and uh, – And uh, Falcons race this year. It's going to be fun when those two teams hook up. Talk about the classic matchup makes the style. All offense versus all defense. And Cam, number one, running around there. Oh, we'll get to Cam in just a minute. (laughs) Best old guy. Let's see the nominees. Carson Palmer, 3-1. and Number 12. You need polite applause after each of these. Yeah, you're right. Why don't you provide that? (laughs) All right. Larry Fitzgerald, Carson's teammate, nifty catch there by Larry Fitz, and Demarcus Ware, one of the sack masters from the mighty Broncos defense. Mark Sussler, how say you? This is so easy. It's
1: Brady, nine touchdowns, zero picks, and he's just absolutely on fire after the most distracting offseason, and people calling for the Patriots, it's over, the dynasty's finally getting up, so looks better than ever, and he's doing it at a time when most quarterbacks are five years in retirement, you know, watching games on their couch. He's not human. I'm not sure. He, he's a robot. There's definitely metal underneath the skin, and he could play for another 14 years.
5: Which would be, by the way, cheating if he wasn't human, All right, which I well, wouldn't put it past him. And for that bad. reason, he will not be my choice. The, <laughs> the choice is Larry Fitzgerald, who, let's be fair, two straight years, he wasn't Larry Fitzgerald anymore. Now he's playing like he's 27 again. He's the best wide receiver uh, in the NFC, perhaps, right now. And he, well, Julio Jones might have something to say about that, but he's a top three wide receiver again,
1: Larry Fitz. Trade Brady for Fitzgerald and see what happens to the Patriots.
4: It is weird that Larry Fitzgerald is having this late career surge after swooning for at least a couple of years, And Andre Johnson, meantime, is is failing in Indianapolis as a complete no-show. And Frank Gore, for his part, maybe gets the headlines for having that overtime run against the Jags. But, of course, fumbled the ball twice and really should have been the go to that game. But that is all covered up and washed away. Here in the present, the correct answer is... Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got to be the answer. It is bizarre because... But maybe it makes sense that he's playing this way because, ironically, I guess, you know, Cam Newton at 39 is going to be a curious case if he's still in the league at all. If you don't have athleticism to start with, then it's not something that you're going to lose. And Tom Brady still has the brain, still has the pinpoint accuracy, and I guess that's what allows you to extend your career. And the pocket presence.
5: You don't need to be athletic to feel your way around the pocket, which he's a master at.
4: You're coming
1: around to this, then?
5: Well, I mean, it's just like the the, the skeleton underneath is metallic. And I heard this thing. I'm not going to out any sources, but this thing about footballs is something hot. I got something coming up, a special report down the line.
4: Is that true? It's so
5: about the level of inflation sources all of, a sudden. of footballs back in the playoffs. I'm sitting on it for
4: now, but it's coming. <laughs> right. I'll be interested to hear yeah. how that one turns out but I will say again I mean yeah it's just it's just amazing the offensive line is not dominant anymore they don't have a consistent running game to lean on you know it's a, it's the same old story its it's, it's, it's almost annoying it's I, I, I legitimately, almost? legitimately <laughs> you look at the standings the Broncos the Patriots the Packers nothing changes like those teams par- its a, those teams all sitting up at the top of their divisions but undefeated father time's coming.
5: Look at Peyton Manning got old. Tommy's only one year younger as a Jets fan. And to all the Jets fans, it's coming.
4: Sha- do you think the Jets can challenge in 2015? No? That no, defense not, isn't good enough? Not with
5: Ryan Fitzpatrick.
4: You don't think that you don't think Darrell Revis knows something about how to get in to To win the division? Yeah. No, they can be a playoff team.
5: But here's the thing, and we saw it with Rex a few years back. If they got in the wild card and then got the Patriots, and that defense is playing well and the Patriots aren't always invincible in Foxborough. No, anyway. indeed. It wouldn't be stunning to me to see that come down to a close uh, game,
4: but we're way up. And way I like the front us. seven of the New England defense. I keep saying that. that but excited, I, Mark but that I, I do smart. think Chris Ivory can bang on that team and just about anybody else. Well, I mean, if he's he runs still the healthy, ball.
1: then. Right. I
4: mean, yeah. there's a lot of question marks with the Jets, but they're a potential. Problem. And shout out to Demarcus Ware because it's not yes. number 18 or anyone on that offense doing it. They're scratching out just enough points on offense, and that defense is mighty as we forecast. Speaking it of would 32
5: year olds playing like they're 27.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you throw Von Miller and Shane Ray, I and mean, it really is. Once they get in the lead in the second half, they just unleash the hounds. Yeah. All right. Least valuable player. Let's see the nominees. Uh, I feel bad to have this one. Too here. soon. I don't know about that. Calvin even deserves it. Maybe it's always being dispatched and not used enough. There you go. Cap, hard to defend what he's doing. $100 million man in Dominic and Sue. We just talked about him with Ike and MJD. I don't know if applause yeah, is appropriate. Yeah, why? Are we Ooh, <laughs> he's like their he moms. <laughs> Andre Johnson, and then. Demarco Murray, another guy we just talked about, belly aching about how he's being dispatched. We won't get into the whys. We'll just get into who. Okay. Here, Dan Hansus, who's the least valuable player? Let's see. Let's take another look at the.
5: It's got to be uh, Colin Kaepernick. One of the great fascinations for me right now is what happened to this guy. And the only chance the Niners had this year was to, for him not only to um, be a good quarterback, but to get close to what he was a That's couple correct. years ago. And instead, he's went the other direction, which is going to lead to the Niners going 2-14, and 14, and it's going to lead to Kaepernick uh, and the Niners' divorce. I just can't make sense of it. The guy never got hurt. Nothing ever changed other than his play level just dropped through the floor. Can't make sense of it. It
4: really is weird. And again, talk about using a player the way you should be using him. It seems like... Well, just run what they were doing three years ago, get him on the move, get him in that uh, putting the pressure on the edge of the defense. But they do try it. It's not like they don't give it a try. They do. They just yeah. defenses have solved that, and he has no answer with the right arm. He also has no offensive line, which they had the best in the league potentially three years ago. That changes a lot, no matter who you but are. But if you can run away, if you're sturdy like he is, you, you have those pass catchers. That's not an excuse. It's not Russell Wilson.
5: I think uh, no, Greg Rosenthal, uh, yeah, our colleague brought up they were playing uh, without a s- s- deep safety uh, on Sunday. And, they, and the Niners still couldn't beat it because Kaepernick can't make the throws anymore. And you saw the body language uh, from Anquan Bolden mm-hmm. and from Torrey Smith. These guys are they're dying because they know their quarterback can't do it. Sessler, how say you? Who's
4: your vote here?
1: I'm, I go DeMarco Murray because Kaepernick, he stunk for most of last year, to be honest. I mean, I agree with the rest of the decline scenario. But DeMarco Murray, Offensive Player of the Year a season ago averaging 1.6 yards for a team that said, you come in and we're going to change everything up. You're going to be the centerpiece of what we do. We're a run-heavy Chip Kelly offense. We're going to unleash you. And he has been an absolute disaster in every one of his appearances.
4: Not totally on him. The correct answer is is the winner. The winner is the least valuable player. It's Indomik and Sue. Mm. Listen, this is the only <laughs> guy to get a coach fired so far, and That's fair. I don't put it on seventeen because, like you said, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill was supposed to elevate obviously different stages of their respective careers, QB and everything else. But the thing that we all looked at in August and and before was that Tom Brady and the Patriots might be in trouble because of the greatness of the three defenses in the division. The only one that hasn't shown up so far. Is the Miami Dolphins and that's all on Indomic and Sue. You know there. Yeah, it is. Because the three levels in Buffalo and New York are, are strong. This all hinged on what Indomie and Sue was going to do to free up Cam Wake and Olivier Vernon—that's that's what this was Cam all. Wake. All the high hopes were predicated on that. But
5: you're giving Cam Wake and Olivier Vernon a, a total pass. That entire defensive line has zero sacks this season, which is amazing to think about through four games. And Sue is not never been a huge stats guy. That's not the nature of his position, so you can't really look at that. He hasn't been as good. We saw Chris mm-hmm. Ivory run right through his his gap for a touchdown on Sunday. But there is—it's a systemic problem, and it's the coaching, and it's everything. The but, Dolphins are poisoned. Yeah, I
1: mean, right now. Kevin Coyle, defensive coordinator, is on just as hot a seat as Philbin was. Could be fired at any moment. And the problem is, the—if anything, you'd say they could stop the run. And they're only—I think only the Browns are a worse run-stopping team. If Miami isn't at the top, I mean, it's been an absolute disaster. They're the opposite of what we thought. Wake has not been entirely healthy, but Sue is what they balanced the entire Detroit defense around for years. And Miami's not found a way to do that.
4: Yeah, it's not it's, the same scheme. Yeah, I, I, of all the teams that are, are uh, you know, sort of dragging their feet through September into October, this is one team I do not see turning it around. And they were my pick to, I think, what i I say, second seed in the AFC in the playoffs? Wow. Not a good year of prognostication <laughs> for damage. Thank goodness for football, baby. Um, that, skips
5: a generation. Would you allow a quick aside would, about the Dolphins? I would, yes. Handsome Hank, of course, who you were on Skype with, uh, major part of the show. America, a big part of his appeal, at least in our offense, offense in our office, office, is his English accent. Sure. And he's charming and handsome and he speaks well. Do you she, think when he goes... You love him so
4: much when you a married. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uncomfortable. Yeah, he's kind of hot.
5: Back in England, do you think he's using an American accent to have an edge that he has? Mm. Same on this
4: side. I wouldn't put it past him. He's a cagey, uh, cagey fella. Better you better bring I've his back American something. accent. He better... Yes, I have. Yeah. I mean, it's up and down. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a Texan-Brooklyn hybrid. And it also sometimes <laughs> veers into a negative Damashek impression, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> I don't. All right, let's get to a happy note here, and that's the most valuable player at the quarter poll. Here are your nominees. Aaron Rodgers, Dynamite, Ow. hasn't been intercepted in Lambeau since uh, the 20th century. Julio Jones on fire, catching all those bubble screens. One, the most underappreciated man in the NFL. Let's see Peyton do that move there. And there he is, 12, fist pumping at the world. Take that, people who don't like me. I'll show all of you. (laughs) And Andy Dalton, the red rifle. You saw him in the Sheck Report. You can't deny the production. I love that Andy Dalton's even nominated. It's crazy. I mean,. I know. Dalton I, we, rises. I know, but we're not, Dalton's not actually a contender here. I mean, he's a contender He's the Lucci of the By story. the way, MVP, you and I both bemoaned, he really should have been the LVP, or at least a nominee, Josh Scobie. Absolutely. No more a Pittsburgh Steeler. Absolutely,
3: <laughs> he lost us the game.
4: I'm, yeah, he he's did lose us disaster. the game. That's right. He's, he, he maybe lost us two games. Who knows? The Pittsburgh Steelers might be four and zero were it not for Josh Scoby. If they had a good kicker, <laughs> that's their only issue. Three, they'd certainly be three and one. I didn't say it's their only issue, All but right. they would certainly be three and one. All right, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about who the league's most valuable player is. Mark Sessler. How say you? It's it's Aaron Rodgers.
1: He, he's heads and tails better than anyone else at his position, at the most important position in football. I, you can go another route here. But you're just trying to make headlines
4: for yourself. I like the mixed metaphor there and you used head twice in the same sentence. Heads and tails of it. Heads and tails. <laughs> totally
5: head. buried you there, Mark.
4: I didn't Listen. know. I Listen.
1: Try I, to come at me from a different <laughs> angle. I mean it's just so No, it won't. Here, Aaron I look at your
5: change. list here. You ready? Uh, Julio Jones, Cam Newton, Tom Brady. Uh, Brady, Dalton, they're all cute options, but Aaron Rodgers is the one. You can't overthink it. He's playing the game at a
4: I level agree. Than and yes. as I always feel li- obliged to point out, Tom Brady Gets to throw, the, you know, oh, look at what he does for all those pass catchers. Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end of all time. I mean, that's the trajectory he's on. So he does have somebody catching his passes. Aaron Rodgers, who's he throw the ball to? I mean, really, let's take a look at this now. The story of August was we have to change the preseason rules because Jordy Nelson has a knee injury now, and now they've lost their top target, and it makes no matter to this guy. James Jones comes in. <laughs> From the bum Giants and Raiders, and now he's setting the world on fire? What changed, James Jones? James Jones will tell you what changed. Aaron Rodgers is I the best quarterback of all time. One,
5: one of the NFL Network producers, dancers, Jason Hartelius, uh tweeted something like Giants fans cursing every time James Jones has a catch. It has nothing to do with James Jones, really. That's right. Or Eli Manning or bad personnel decisions by New York. It's all Aaron Rodgers.
4: Richard Rodgers, his brother now getting in on the act. I mean, that doesn't make a difference. I legitimately would catch probably 15 or 20 passes over the course of 16 they games if Aaron yeah. Rodgers was my QB. Because
1: they don't go and bring free agents from alien teams. They, they, they draft all their own guys, and they bring back a guy like that to play wide receiver but really honestly it's like the most home-baked team in the, in the entire NFL and by, all homegrown talent yeah. Rodgers has comfort level with everyone around him
5: you know who should live with regret Greg Jennings should have taken a hometown discount that's right and you might have went to the Hall of Fame
4: yeah I mean, he is—he is to me Exhibit A, and then in fact, some people will say, "Oh, you're sleeping on Greg Jennings. Really, what what happened to him when he left? Shouldn't he?" Oh. Well, he got old. No, no, he wasn't old when he Ooh. went to Minnesota. In the
1: reverse is Randall Cobb, who took That's less. I mean. He could be on the Raiders. Now, he
5: that could be, be scary, in the Hall of Fame because of it.
1: It's, yep. It works Always
5: out. take less money say, to stay at the good quarterback. I keep
4: saying it, but I have to say it again. Don't sleep on one. One is doing – talk about going out onto the uh, on the side of the ball with no one around you. His The second-best offensive player for Carolina is Greg Olson. He, mm. Philly Brown and Ted Ginn Jr. are the starting wide receivers for a pro football team, <laughs> and that pro football team is 4-0. Yes, the Panthers have a great defense, but one does it old school like we talked about last week, Hanzoosh, me, yeah. you – and uh, the boss, Rosenthal, talked about this. I mean, they are – people call it ugly. I just call it old school. They direct snap it to him, and he just kind of runs mm-hmm. around a lot of the time yeah. and runs for first downs because he's the biggest guy on the field. Yeah. I still need some more time
5: before I decide that the Panthers are actually good. I haven't beaten anybody, really. All right. They're 4-0. Well, four that's and, fair. and
4: with
1: Cam, too, it's like he – it's maybe his best four-game stretch, but it's four games. And we know Rodgers does passer. game after game, year after year.
4: Nice. Well, you talk about uh, hey, uh, Colin Kaepernick. You're not uh, you're not Russell Wilson. You're also not Cam Newton. Cam Newton mm. is sneakily getting a little bit more accurate, but he's uh, he, he's a uh, you know he's not putting up 35 points a game, but he's putting up enough points with that defense, very much have, like Russell Wilson does with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah.
5: You're gonna nominate him every year for MVPs. So I know you're a Cam guy, which is cool, but he's gonna be like John Hamm before this year. Nominate him every year. He'll never win.
4: As I always say, they only hand out one Lombardi every year, so I don't know if Cam's ever going to get one of those or if Andrew Luck's going to get one of those. They only give out one. That's the bugaboo when you say, hey, that guy's great. Oh, multiple championships coming for, for that guy's team. Anywho, speaking of championships, real quick, I got to get it because we are in front of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Go Yankees. I don't care about the Yankees. Pirates, Cubs, <laughs> choose.
5: I, we talked about this yesterday. I'm upset because I do like the Pirates, and I like you as well, Dave. But they ran into a buzzsaw here. One-game playoff against the best pitcher in baseball right now, Jake Arrieta. A 3-1 um, loss. Well,
4: the, that Well, I, I disagree, and I do want to point out, in the history of of major American sports, I have yet to hear anybody prove me wrong on this. I'm pretty sure this is the first time in any American major sport that the three best records are all in the same division how crazy is that we're not talking about that nearly enough as much as we love our inside numbers advanced numbers and everything how about that the three best records in all the sport are in one division imagine that very bizarre oh, wait, we not- swoon when the niners and seahawks are the two best teams right. in imagine- pro football what if there were the third team in the division was the third best team
5: just be glad you're not a reds fan or another uh, cellar dweller in that division you're just getting killed all season by three juggernauts.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing stuff. And um, we're not going to threaten any pro football players. Like, you don't want, don't gonna, make an enemy out of me.
1: We're going to stay away from that territory for a week or two.
5: Your boy Bill Simmons gets wiped out, and the ESPN is, like, pumping up this guy, Smith.
4: It's very strange. Black tie behind the glass. Real quick, did we choose a uh, an MVP, or did I announce who the MVP is? I asked you if you did. You want to go announce Y'all your MVP? you announce it. Ready? The correct <laughs> answer is it's down to really one or twelve. The green 12, not the blue 12. Although he really is having a... I I, I don't love it, but the the chip-on-the-shoulder Patriots thing is really fascinating. I do think the defense is going to ultimately fail them. I think that they're going to be had at some point. But either way, impressive stuff so far. The correct answer is Aaron Rodgers, the king of the north, the king of football, the greatest to ever play the position. That's how he'll be remembered, as I told you he would be, back in 2010. Before he even had a ring on his finger, I said, you wait... Everybody's going to jump on this over the next decade. Let Damashek be the first one in line. Got to win
5: another ring, Dave. Football young man. He does. Because if he only wins one and he's the best quarterback for the next seven years and retires, you can't call him the best ever because you just bang Peyton Manning for five straight years for the same thing. No.
4: The difference would be (laughs) is if Aaron Rodgers throws decisive picks in January and costs his team directly those games, then we could (laughs) compare him to 18. But... Until that happens, you can't really put You've it on. You've gone left there again.
1: Fully. I don't know why you dragged <laughs> You've me. You've done into
4: it that. again, Dave. Hey, McDonald's, all day breakfast, go get some. I might go do that right now. I, I, I mean, really, I love I, You know what I like is an English muffin. That's really good. We don't see enough English. Who invented the English muffin? Thank goodness they did. You know what's the great invention of the 21st century? Sea salt in dark chocolate. I'm glad we were all here for that. You know, that's, a good move. that's the height that's for a the human. whole for the whole of mankind's history. There are a lot of great advances, but no one ever saw fit to put a little bit of sea salt into into the dark chocolate. And my uh, taste buds. Thank you. I
1: don't even know how to argue that. That sounds it's rational.
4: The around the NFL podcast three times a week. Also, seven days a week around the NFL at NFL.com. Making the pages always with a bit of mirth. Mark Sessler, Dan Hanzoos. And I want to tell you one more thing, Dan Hanzoos. What? I'm going to say it to camera. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because. Find out more
5: on
1: the next DDFP.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.